All right, bradcooney.com. It is absolutely honored to have in once again the Honorable Congressman Greg Harper of Mississippi. Congressman, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, Brad. Always great to be with you, and I appreciate the opportunity to visit, and uh, I hope everything's going great in Mississippi. Wish I was here right now myself. Yeah, man. Well, we wish you uh we wish you were back, man, because you always do really good things for the state, and that's why people keep voting for you. So I guess that's a, that's a good way to jump into this thing first. Before we talk about presidential um, elections and, 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 and primaries and things like that, um, you have a big uh, campaign going, and we're going to be voting a week from tomorrow. So talk yeah, to the uh, Mississippi about that. Yeah. yeah, talk to Mississippi about that. Well, uh, we're, we're on the ballot again March 8th through Republican primary, and of course, So far, the, uh, your constituents keep voting you back. So, um, well, and we're we're thankful. And you know, look, there's no place better than Mississippi to live or to raise a family. And, uh, and of course, uh, we can fry anything. So the food's <laughs> always better than Mississippi. It's good food down here, man. That's for sure. And some beautiful people too. Great people. It's great. great. Yep. All right. So, um, so if reelected, which I think you will be, and um, so the most of your constituents, what are some of your goals going forward for the state? Shopping spree, and uh, we've been able to do some blocking and tackling that 
we don't spend more than we bring in. Absolutely. Okay, so you mentioned uh, a president, and, and hopefully it's a Republican, and I agree with that. So let's let's jump into this. Um, you know, look, I'm, I'm a United States veteran, and this I love this country. I served it, and I'm very concerned. I'm really concerned right now. For the first time in my 50 years, I am actually literally afraid for the direction this, comp- this country is going in, um, and, a, and a lot of people are. Donald Trump, um, this guy, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat with you, Congressman. Me and you, me and you, are, you know, we've known each other a long time. This guy scares me. Um, I think he's a, I'll say this. I know it's probably not a good idea for you to say this, but I think he's running a con job show, and uh, he's been a proven Democrat for years with his siding with Pelosi's and Reeds and the Clinton Foundation, and um, and he's leading. He's leading all these states and all these polls what are your thoughts on that what, what, what why isn't john Casey's getting a look this this is the guy that i think is the most presidential yeah and and look i have always tried to do my best to, to never uh you know criticize sure. the republican regardless of their, their views we'll discuss issues all day long disagree with uh, with issues and positions that we have uh at the end of the day i'm going to support the republican nominee whoever that winds up being but for me, it was a no-brainer uh, for me to, to endorse many months ago uh, Ohio Governor John Kasich. Uh, you know, Kasich is—he um, has the experience, he has the uh, the ability to to be very rational. And and I will say, I think we've all kind of been turned off by the yeah yeah argument back and forth. But Ben Carson and, of course, uh, Kasich have stayed out of that mix. And I, and I like that, that they've, uh, you know, particularly Kasich has been the, the adult in the room. And, and I think people like that mature approach to, uh, to politics at the end of the day. Because this, this really is, uh, it's an interview process. And, you know, I can't, you know, I can't explain the group mentality of when, Somebody gets uh, momentum and and how that works. But one of the main reasons I'm Republican uh, is because of the pro-life position, you know, standing mm-hmm. up for the, the life of the unborn. And John Kasich, um, actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, Planned Parenthood ran an ad against him because he actually signed in the law a week ago yesterday uh, in Ohio a, a bill that restricts and prohibits the state Medicaid funds from being used by Planned Parenthood. So, you know, we had a lot of complaints about the omnibus back in December uh, because we didn't defund Planned Parenthood. So those people, that that was a very important issue. Here's a guy that's done it. And then you combine that with his position on the budget. You know, last time the country had a balanced budget in the, in the 90s, he was the chief architect of that as the House Budget Committee chair. And then you go to Ohio five years ago, he comes in as governor. They've got an $8 billion deficit. Five years later, they got a $2 billion surplus, and he cut taxes. Yep. So this is, uh, he's doing what we want to have done. Well, and I agree, but but he's, he's, um, he's having trouble, you know, with with the with the primaries that's already happened, um, and and honestly, the media, and I know I know Congressman Harper, you don't like to 
criticized, and I don't blame you, but I, I, I'm a little bit more freely able to do that. <laughs> the, the, you might have a little more liberty with yeah, that. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> and I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it fly too. The media is really just frustrating me because these debates. Yeah, you know, the, of course, Donald Trump gets most of the most of the time, and then Rubio and Ted Cruz, and then when it's John Case's turn, he's the most mature guy up there. He's everything he says makes sense, but they only give him a few minutes. He gets such little airtime, and he he just the people don't really get a chance to hear him, and that's what's frustrating. Yeah, it it, it is frustrating, but I I get uh, updates constantly, and there are people that are stepping up and endorsing Casey all over the country. Uh, the people that look at this, um, you know, he's gotten a lot of uh, newspaper endorsements in Texas and other other states. And, uh, you know, I think that he's he's got the maturity that you want to have. And oh, no doubt. I can tell you, uh, he's going to speak, uh, you know, in, in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Tuesday night, March 1st, and it is sold out at the Jackson Hilton. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... There, there are no tables left to buy. Yeah. So there's excitement, but I think you may be right. It's not really being picked up by the media, uh, but uh, it's there's still the old-fashioned way of people asking friends to vote and explain why that that's the right vote. And, and you know, I've got friends supporting probably every different candidate. Sure. Uh, but uh, when I talk to them and I say, okay, you know, you're a big football fan. Let's say University of Alabama gets a new football coach. And they've got to get a new a, a, a new coach to come in. Well, let's just get the one we like the most or that talks the best game. And, no, you're going to get the person that's got the experience and the resume and has shown they can do it. And and I think Kasich is uh, certainly, uh, of those remaining, clear in a way the most uh, qualified. And also, uh, as a governor, he has executive uh, experience that uh, is a must for this job. And, and his foreign, foreign affairs. What's his, that, what's that his foreign affairs. He's on the committee for, for the Foreign yeah. Affairs Committee for years. Yeah, and, uh, and armed services. Have right, services. for the vets. So yeah. if, if my three biggest issues are pro-life issues, uh, budget and deficit, and national security. He's solid on those three. Yep. Now, I don't care who it is. I, look, I don't even agree with myself all the time. <laughs> you know, if you get people... Uh, you're never going to have somebody that's perfectly lined up with you. So you've got to say, what is the most important? And, and this is clearly it. And so uh, I, I know that, you know, I've gone around and uh, explained to people why I thought he was the best choice. And, I, and I'm, I'll tell you, I'm seeing more and more people kind of go his direction. I, I think this thing's a long ways from being over. Yeah, I was going to ask you I, that. Yeah, I believe he's going to win Ohio. Uh, and I think he's going to show well in some states enough to where you've got to say, okay, you know, you're you're in it. Uh, you know, he's he has made the statement, if I don't win Ohio, I'm out. Well, I think he's going to win Ohio. Mm-hmm. But I think it sends the message, if you don't win your home state, maybe this in your turn. So mm-hmm. that's, um, that, that's something that we'll have to look at is each of these, and, uh, Cruz and Rubio and Kasich, go through their home state battles. Uh, we'll get a we'll get a better feel for where the country is, and and Brad, maybe this is maybe this is going to be that time that we go to the convention without a nominee. I I, I don't know how it's going to. Yeah, I was going to ask you that too about a contested convention possibility. Well, you know this. Uh, I, I hope that I'll be a, a delegate again. It'd be my 
delegate from Mississippi, mm-hmm. incredible experience. Uh, and uh, but this one could be certainly the most intriguing and challenging, depending on how it, how it goes down. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think we're going to know who the nominee is going to be if we're going to have a nominee until probably as, as late as mid-April. So this one's this one's a long ways from being over. Yeah, and you know what? April from now is an eternity in politics. Anything can happen. It, man, you know? it, it's just a week. Of, you know, all yeah. kinds of things can change and happen. But uh, it, at, at the end of this process, we know that the country's better off with a Republican president. There's no and question. The thing that scares me is, regardless of who it winds up being, and I'm very strong for John Kasich, uh, anything would be better than than obviously having Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. So let's let's keep our eye on the ball. And uh, and it's certainly if people are undecided, I, I think they ought to take a strong look at Kasich. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Um, I was out eating recently with a relative, and she's a, a, a younger cousin of mine. She's um, just out of just out of high school, and she's you know she thought she was all gaga about Bernie Sanders, and she was telling me how great Bernie Sanders is. And so I asked her, well, what's so what do you think so good about Bernie Sanders? And, he said, and of course, the free college came out. Oh, so he, he wants to give us free college. And I said, well, you want to go to college, right? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, why do you want to go to college? And she said, because I want to go on to, to have a great career and make really good money. I said, well, that's great. I said, that's a great idea. But what, you know what's going to happen when you start making really good money? Bernie Sanders is going to take half of it, if not more, and, and give it to somebody else. And she looked at me and she said, and she looked at me and she said, oh, that doesn't sound good. I said, honey, please research and, and, and know what you're voting for. I understand the difference between socialism and, and capitalism. capitalism, right. I mean, uh, it's, you know, you ought to want to keep more of what you earn. And yeah. you're not going to do that under Sanders and probably not under Clinton either. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. All right. Um, you know, Congressman, the country's angry. Um, they just they just are. Otherwise, we 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 wouldn't have Donald Trump where he is now, and Bernie Sanders even barking on Hillary Clinton's heels. The country's angry on both sides of the aisle. Actually, um, what do you think the fix is? How, how, how do we how do we how do we get the approval rating for for Washington higher? Yeah, and and look, I I know this. There there are a lot of great numbers that work extremely hard that. Uh, and a lot of great believers uh, that I know that are fully committed to the country and trying to do the right thing and uh, people that I have great respect for. But we have, in a sense, I think, set back and let that narrative get set without speaking up for the good things that we have been able to do. And I've finally gotten to the point where I've had to tell people, look, if you get your news from an email that at the bottom says donate now, yeah. you probably need a different news source. Exactly. And, and you know, people are always going to be angry. And I, I think primarily their, their anger is of what this president has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that, that we, because we don't control the White House, have been able, unable to stop some of those things. Some of the things we've had to go and and, uh, and file a suit in federal court uh, to challenge those. And have been successful on some of those. Mm-hmm. But it takes a long process. In the meantime, though, we have been able to do that blocking and tackling. We've had a, a, you know, a two-year period where uh, federal...
time since the Korean War. But nobody, you know, talks about that. And the, the, we're not going to be able to solve the budget issues by dealing with the discretionary spending. You're going to have to take care of entitlement reform, mandatory spending reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I understand people are, are, are angry. I think everybody's angry because this is not where we want to be as a country. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of good people uh, that are trying to do those things and have been committed to, uh, to getting there. But we, we do need a Republican president. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, uh, an example, too, that we have many things, Brad, where people get up or upset, uh, but then they, you know, you've got to understand what's behind that. For instance, the omnibus that we had to vote for in December, you know, Trump says, oh, it was awful. Most of the candidates have said, that's, that's awful. The options, though, were with a, with a Democratic president, Obama, uh, we were and we couldn't get to a budget. There was no way to get no, a budget. Right. I've only read about budgets in the history books. And so trying to explain to people there's a difference. The budget is the most preferred vehicle. An omnibus is not as good as a budget, but it's infinitely better than a, than a continuing resolution, a CR, which is what we typically operated under. Right. And the deal with an omnibus, even though it had some bad stuff in it, we still were able to control the numbers on where the money went. With the continuing resolution, the White House decides that. We lose all of that in that in that regard. And so the omnibus, yeah, it was it was not great, but you don't want a continuing resolution and you don't want a government shutdown. People can say, Yeah, we want it but it was a disaster back when we tried it in October no. twenty thirteen. So with the omnibus what we did get is we kept the same pro life position we had. We maintained and uh, and renewed the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits any federal funding uh, for abortion. We also added a couple of pro-life gains and that it prevent, you know, there's a, a prohibition on gene editing and also a 7% reduction in the UN World Population Fund, which is a disaster of a fund. I'd love to cut 100% of it, but right. at least we did cut some. And then the 40-year, uh, lifting of the 40-year oil export ban, and, and I'm one who believes that... Uh, one of the reasons God has blessed America over the years is we've always held Israel close. Well, in that omnibus, we also approved about $300 million for their missile defense system. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Dome, David Sling, Arrow, uh, all three of those. And so that's a big deal. We also did a lot of military uh, gains uh, for upgrades of F-15 and F-16 fighter jets. By the way, $700 million worth of work badly needed for those. Every bit of that work is going to be done at Raytheon uh, in Forest, Mississippi. Oh, man, and, awesome. And then you look at uh, amphibious assault ships. Uh, those are going to be done down at Huntington Ingalls. Uh, some light military helicopters that were needed could be done at Airbus in Columbus. And, and so there were some specific things from Mississippi that were good. Uh, the regional uh, counter-drug training academy over at the Naval Air Station of Meridian, uh, that was funded. We you know, had difficulties trying to keep that funded each year, but that provides training for five different states' law enforcement. Uh, and the list prohibited a bailout of Puerto Rico, mm. prohibited U.S. taxpayer dollars being used to transfer uh, detainees or terrorists from Guantanamo to U.S. soil, and very big, prohibited a bailout of the Obamacare risk uh, quarter. See, nobody talked about any of those. Yeah, those are all, that's really good stuff right nobody there. Nobody heard about this. And those are things that were, uh, that were, were definitely.
traditionally conservative positions and gains. And so that, I think that's a lot of our problem, is we don't do a good job of messaging what's going on out there. We've let outside groups dictate the message, which is fine, but we need to also be able to speak the truth. And the media is not giving you any help either. Um, no, but, you know, uh, it's still up to us individually sure, in sure. our respective uh, districts to make sure that we sure. go to the media, that we're on the radio shows, that we're talking to people like you. Uh, and those things are important, Brad. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. All right. Um, really, really sad, gut-wrenching news about losing Justice Scalia. Um, yeah. Man, what, what, a, what a patriot and, a, and true American this guy was so now um unfortunately that leaves you know leaves a spot um you guys so i'm praying you guys aren't going to move on this until the, the new president comes in right well first of all our condolences go out oh, absolutely justice scalia's family you're right what a great great loss one of the best speakers i've ever heard anywhere it's just phenomenal and his opinions had such depth and clarity yeah And a great friend of so, Governor Bryant, too. Well, and, uh, and, and also uh, hunted with uh, Judge Charles Pickering on a regular basis. Yeah. They're great friends. Yeah. So he had a lot of good Mississippi connections. Yep. And, uh, and so we, we will definitely uh, miss him in Mississippi. I, look, I think it's certainly appropriate for the president to put forth and nominate yeah. whoever he wants. I'm okay with that, too. For decades, for decades, However, right? It is appropriate. Let him nominate. Sure. Have some hearings and don't approve. <laughs> but go through the process. But that's why this all of a sudden, this presidential election takes on uh, elevated importance because it's really not about who's going to control the White House. It's about who will set the Supreme Court the rest of my life. Yep. That's so big. It's huge. And I don't think yeah. a lot of Americans really dialed into that. That's what's also scaring me. It's yeah, just huge. We're so consumed right now about Super Tuesday and right. all the things that are going to take place. But that's another reason this is a job interview. You better make sure you get somebody that is definitely pro-life, that is definitely going to support and, and nominate uh, a Supreme Court justice who is, who is pro-life. All right, one, one more thing. I'll let you go. And I really appreciate you joining us. It's getting late, especially uh, on the East Coast. Um, and it's always an honor to have you on board too. All right, so you know what's what's kind of like the big monster that's 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 hiding underneath the surface here is the FBI investigation, and it's an ongoing investigation of Hillary Clinton. Um, they just they're like I think they're going to release a bunch more emails either today or tomorrow. Um, you know. I, I don't have nearly the sources that you do in Washington, but I do have a few, and some of them are telling me that there actually might be an indictment. Um, that would really throw things up in the air. Yeah, and 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 look, you know, you you don't know exactly how this is going to play out right. at the end of the, the day, but 
Right, exactly. I would be, I'd be sitting in the big house. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, all we're asking in any situation is that the law be applied uniformly and fairly regardless of one's standing or position. That, right. That's all we ask for in this country. And let's, you know, I, I think it's too early to speculate about what will happen, what won't happen, uh, but it, it obviously is, you know, a serious investigation. You know, when I was 19 years old, this is after boot camp, and then I went through my A school training, which was 17 weeks in um, Dam Neck, Virginia. I had a secret clearance, and one of the responsibilities on my ship, once I reported to my ship, I was what they were, what they call the NWPL librarians, the Naval Warfare Publication Library. Okay. And it was my job to police those manuals that were that were uh, confidential and secret. And they were all under lock and key, and they were secured in combat information center on the ship. So it was my responsibility to, like if somebody wanted to check one of those manuals out, I had to make sure that they had the proper clearance, and they had I had to know where it was at all times, and I had to make sure they had a need to know. Because um, you can have a clearance, a certain clearance level, but if you don't have a need to know... That's right. Yeah, yeah you understand how that goes. So at 19 years old, I had that responsibility, and I took it extremely seriously, because if one of those manuals got into the wrong hands, I would end up in Le in Leavenworth in prison at 19 years old. So for me to sit back and watch Hillary Clinton spin and dodge and kick this thing around and, and scoff at, at national security with having emails to a to an unsecured server i'm like you got to be kidding me at 19 yeah. i had more responsibility than the, the secretary of state well, what we know and what we expect in this country is, is that nobody's above the law exactly and and so if the fbi does their investigation and turns it over to doj with a recommendation then we would expect that doj would would do what they're supposed to do and and i'm not going to sit here and, and say i know what they're supposed to do because they're privy to things that, that I'm not. That's, 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 that's but fair. I, I do believe that uh, FBI appears to be a very serious investigation. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it's no question about that. All right, Congressman, so um, big day coming up a week from tomorrow. We've got the elections here in Mississippi. It's a big day tomorrow for, for the other states, uh, Super Tuesday. Um, any 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 predictions? How do you think our guy case is going to work out? I think well, I, I would just say if to those that are uh, listening, if you're undecided, Kasich's a great choice. And uh, and if you are decided, you might want to reconsider. <laughs> take a look. Take a look at it. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I, I mean, I I'm, don't know that I'm always the best uh, predictor because I always believe my football team is going to go undefeated each season. So you probably wouldn't want to look at me for uh, for uh, predictions. Uh, but Brad, I, I want to thank you uh, for uh, letting me be on your show, and also I want to thank you again for your service to our country. And uh, it's an honor to be with you. Well, I appreciate that. Have a safe trip down. Please tell the governor we're pulling for him, and thanks for coming to Mississippi, and I look forward to having you back, sir. Thanks, Brad. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thank yeah, you. Take care.